Hey, hey, welcome to the Roof Strategist Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. You're listening to the number one resource for free roofing sales training. Tune in for new episodes every week right here or on YouTube to learn how to market yourself, generate leads, pitch like a pro, overcome objections, and close more sales. And whether you're a brand new salesperson, a seasoned pro, or an owner or sales manager growing your team, pay close attention because I have an offer you don't want to pass up. I'd like to give you my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. You'll get instant access to over 120 sales training videos organized by category that can take you from zero to hero in a heartbeat. Head on over to theroofstrategist.com right now to get my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. That's theroofstrategist.com. Now let's hop into today's episode. So a customer tells you after your sales appointment, I have to think about it. Or they tell you, I'm going to talk with my husband or wife. Now in this video, I'm going to be teaching you what causes that objection, what it actually means, and how to stop it from happening again. Are you ready? Let's jump in. My name is Adam Benzman, The Roof Strategist, and everything I do here on this YouTube channel and on the podcast and in my products and in my services and in my one-on-one work is for one simple mission. It's to help you, the roofing salesperson or team, develop a personal sales strategy to smash your income goal. And I like to help you do it by being natural, by being authentic, by being compassionate, by being educative explaining the process to homeowners, winning trust in decisions, and making them happy, you happy, the company happy in a win-win-win scenario. So let's jump right in. But hey, if you're new here, click that bell to subscribe and uh, you won't miss a thing. So I just made a strong claim. I have to think about it and I have to talk to my husband and wife is caused by the same thing. I'm gonna teach you how to stop it. I'm gonna teach you how to overcome it to make sure it never happens again. So what does it really mean? When someone tells you, I have to think about it. Now, I want you to think about this for a second before I go a little further. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever had a customer who says, I have to think about it? Then you leave and then you call them and they don't answer and then you shoot them a text follow up and they don't get back to you. And then you email and you get nothing and then you show back up and they don't answer the door. Has that happened? I get emails from salespeople saying, hey, I had this lead, it went great, but then I, they said they had to think about it and I haven't heard from them. Do you know what that actually means? What the I have to think about it objection means? No one talks about this and I don't know why. It means that they don't trust you. It means that they don't like you. And it means that you didn't give them enough information to make a decision that they felt comfortable with. Yeah, that hurts. It's a stinger. And it doesn't mean that you are a bad person. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad salesperson. I have witnessed salespeople say all the right things. They just say it in the wrong way. I'm going to repeat that. I've watched people say all the right things in the wrong way. When a homeowner tells you they have to think about it, it means I don't know you. I don't like you. I don't trust you. And I don't want to work with you, but they're too nice. It's like the person at the door when you show up and knock and they say, you know, why don't you leave me your business card and I'll call you if we're interested. We've all heard that, right? How many people call you? No one, because that's the kind way of saying, get off my doorstep without being rude. Some people just don't have the tenacity to say, get off my doorstep. I'm not interested or don't have time or close the door in your face. They're politely rejecting you. I have to think about it as a polite rejection. Now I want to layer in the, I have to talk to my husband or my wife. Do you know what that means? That means a sprinkling of distrust. 
they don't like you, you didn't give enough information. But it also has a sprinkling of, there's just some reason that I didn't trust him or her. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. There are some questions. I don't even know what they were, but they were unanswered. That's what that means. People make decisions when they are satisfied with all of the information, when every question in their mind is answered. If any of them are unanswered, they will not do business with you or anyone. Until all those questions are answered, they won't do business. I know I repeated myself because it's really important. The other piece to consider is often they don't consciously know about the decision, excuse me, about the questions that they have. They don't know what questions to ask, but something's nagging on them that they didn't get the information they need to make the right decision. So these two objections I have to think about or I have to talk to my husband or wife are caused by lack of information and lack of the right delivery. So let's pause for a moment and I want you to think of this. I talked about this in another video, selling like a doctor. I got this concept from a gentleman named, or an author named Sabri Subi. He says you have to sell like a doctor. I like to use the analogy, and I do this in my one-on-one -on -one trainings as well, um, knee surgery. Say you go in for knee surgery. If you see one doctor, because most people get multiple opinions for surgeries, right? So you go into one doctor, doctor one says, hey, you need knee surgery. Uh, all we're gonna do, we're gonna slice you open, be in and out procedure. Uh, you'll be good to go in six months. Um, you can talk to the receptionist about scheduling. See you later, next appointment. Okay, so that's doctor one. Doctor two says, hey, oh man, yeah, don't worry, knee surgery, I've seen this a bunch. We're gonna get you taken care of. I'm gonna do a small incision. It'll be very hard to notice after about three, four months of healing, okay? Then I'm gonna go ahead and tie your ACL and MCL. We're gonna stitch everything back together. We're gonna stitch you up with staples. You'll come back in to get those removed. I'm gonna make sure to get you on a really easy to follow uh, rehab program. You'll do some exercises. You will be in a little pain and discomfort, but it will pass. We're gonna put you in a knee brace. After the therapy and some gentle rest, six months in, you're gonna be back to normal like nothing ever happened. All right, which doctor do you go with? Okay, now here's the funny thing. What if I told you now that this doctor did three times as many surgeries? What if he was three times better? What if this guy had a failure rate? That's not what people are making their decision on. This doctor is who I'd go with because he explained everything. The questions I had, what's my rehab like? What kind of pain am I gonna be in? All of those were answered. People judge the product based on the experience in you, my friend, are the experience deliverer. So if you take this approach of selling like a doctor, what can you do now? You can take a step back and pump the brakes and explain every single step of the process for the homeowner. Leave no stone unturned. They don't know what questions to ask. Many people haven't replaced a roof before. They realize there's gonna be a ton of debris coming off the roof. How is the house gonna be protected? What's the installation like? What about all the nails? Who handles the insurance process? What about picking colors? When does the material show up? Do you have to pull a permit for the roof or not? All these questions are going through their mind. You need to answer them. So let's start on this one first. The I have to think about it objection. Knowing we sell like a doctor, people are gonna choose who explains the process. I get email testimonials constantly. Hey Adam, I started to explain things more and I started closing even more deals. I've won business and the customer told me, I chose you because you took the time to explain everything to me. In the customer's words, I've been sent screenshots saying this. This isn't theory, guys. This is proven, proven, proven information. All right, so how do we explain everything? There's a formula for this. As you know, I love formulas. That's what's behind my closing strategy, the car park closing strategy, which I'll be sharing more about and will be available this Thursday. You'll be seeing another video for that soon. But back to this. 
for you to properly explain everything, you need to do a couple of things. Thing number one is you need to customize on the fly your sales presentation to fit the customer's needs like a doctor. You've diagnosed their problem, which what does that mean? You know how I teach the SLAP canvassing formula? S-L-A-P, say hi, break the ice. L, let them know why you're there. A is asking an open-ended question. And why do we do that? So they start talking. It's harder for them to say no, but most importantly, so they tell us where they are because the open-ended question I teach is, where are you at in the insurance process? Or how has the insurance process been for you? Because it doesn't matter. They're gonna either say something like, I have, what insurance process? Which tells you what? They haven't filed a claim. They have no idea they have damage. So now you're like, okay, great. Now I'm gonna use this place. Oh, P for the slap, by the way, to finish it presenting their answer. You say, hey, I'm, I'm really glad I stopped by. I know you may not be aware of this because there was, a, there was a hailstorm about six months ago. It wasn't super severe, but it did enough damage to a few of the neighbor's roofs I'm working with to actually cause a total replacement, right? So now you know exactly where they are. Or they'll say, oh, my insurance was out. They said, we're fine. Now you know, they were denied. Now I can present to that. Okay, so when I say about customizing your sales presentation to your homeowner, there are ultimately what I call seven different scenarios to do that. And I'll just break them down for you briefly. These seven are then bolted on the front end of your presentation to sell like a doctor, prescribe exactly what they need, how can you help, and then you explain the process the same way for everything else. Everything down to picking colors, material delivery, prepping the house, the day of installation, the cleanup, the invoicing the insurance company if it's retail, invoicing them if it's retail. And yeah, did I say that right? Storm or retail? Either way, you know what I mean. And then um, processing their warranty in the mail. So all these steps go on, but then those seven different presentations, that goes down to this. Just follow me for a second. There are four stages of the claims process that I teach. No claim, a partial payment, a denial, or they had the insurance out, and they actually have a check in hand, they're ready to buy, excuse me, select a contractor to the roof. So there's those four stages. But within each of these four stages are different scenarios that the customer is thinking. Let's walk through them. And, and by the way, in my car park, my complete closing strategy, following that car park, C-A-R-P-A-R-K model, I teach you step-by-step -step how to do this. And that'll be released on Thursday. You'll see a new video teaching you what that car park strategy is, a high-level overview, so you can understand how to apply it. So, no claim. Someone has no claim, what are they, what's going on with them? Either they say, what damage are you talking about? No hail or wind hit here. Or they are in the scenario where they did have a, a storm, a wind event or hail event or hurricane, and they're wondering if they have damage. So there's two right there. Then we have a partial payment. Insurance came out, paid for the west facing slope and a few shingles. Homeowners in one of two camps. They're in freak out camp. Holy crap, the insurance is only paying for repairs and they, they don't know their options. So they're thinking, I need to get roofers out. Can we do the repairs in, with what they allowed? Is the roof repairable? Is it enough money? That's what's going through their mind. That's camp one. Camp two is this. They're saying, my insurance company's only paying for repair and all my neighbors got roofs. It's two different pitches. Okay, there's similarities for sure, but it's two scenarios to sell to. Then we have a denial, one of two camps. My insurance was out. They said, we have no damage. I'm fine, I don't need any help. Or, my insurance was out, they denied my roof. I am mad, my neighbors got new roofs. I deserve a new roof, okay? And then we have the fourth one, which is they have their check in hand, which is usually one scenario. When you add those, those up, that's seven different scenarios. And here's the last one, check in hand. Hey, the insurance was out, they, they wrote us an estimate. Um, I, I don't wanna show you the paperwork, I'm just, I'm just looking for estimates. 
So those are the, the seven different kind of presentations that we wanna be able to custom tailor. And again, it's about giving the homeowner enough information. They need to know how you can help them sell like a doctor. They all have one of seven diagnoses. Diagnose it and then explain how you can help and then explain every step of the process before you get to that contingency. All right, when you do it this way, all of those questions are answered. You have left no stone unturned. And as a bonus, you know what I do? I interrupt myself and I say, you know what, before I go any further, does all this make sense? Any questions so far? No. The other thing that I'll do is in the very beginning, I'll frame it and say, hey, listen, you know, I'm gonna go through a lot. There's a lot of information here because I want you to have all the information you need to feel comfortable and to feel confident making the right decision. And to do that, I wanna go through everything. So do me a favor, if you have any questions, stop me at any point. Now, why do I do this? Because if you, if you right there have a question, you're not listening to me in this video or on this podcast. You're thinking about the question. So if I made a claim like, do this exact step and it will help you boost your close rate from 70% to 90%, you're gonna be thinking, that's a tall claim. Well, what if my close rate's 40%, right? And I know what you're thinking, or what if you're saying, I already closed at 85%, what is it? Then I can address what's going on. But if I just breeze through, you're thinking, yeah, that's a tall claim, but what about my, my close rate's already at 80%, how can I go to 90? Or I'm from 40, will this work for me? I'm going from 40, will it bring me to 70%? So if you're thinking of a question, you're not paying attention. That's why I draw questions out as much as I can. And there's more on this, because the big objections I actually overcome at the beginning of my presentation, before I even share any details, it's literally the first part of what I teach in my presentation process, which is the P, by the way, of the car park closing strategy. More on that later. So remember, explain all the steps and the right information. Draw those questions out. When you answer all those questions, the homeowner has all the information he or she needs to make a decision. You don't get the I have to think about it question or I have to talk about it with my husband or my wife. If you do, I'm gonna teach you how to overcome that in just a second. But first remember, go through the, the seven options between no claim, partial payment, denial, or paid in full by selling like a doctor, diagnosing where they're at in between them. Grab that presentation, plug it in and say, I can help you, here's how. And once we do the roof, here's the process from color selection all the way to invoicing. At that point, we say, hey, any questions so far? And when they say no, then you can move on to your contract or your contingency, but only then, okay? If you go too soon and you start showing them paperwork and contracts and they're thinking about questions or you didn't ask if they had any questions, they're not listening. Then they'll get there and they are feeling pushed into a contract. That's what pushy sales is. And so many people are pushy, they don't even consciously realize it. And pushy is simply too fast, too soon. It is not drawing the questions out. It's not pausing, it's not inviting objections. You want to see these, you want them to come out before you get to the, the good bits of when you're actually gonna close the deal. All right, and remember the same thing, I have talked to my husband or my wife, that's a softer objection. Sometimes that's the true blowing you off, which is, frankly, I used that the other day. I was furniture shopping with my wife. We were at this store, we moved into this new home and we were really excited to go look for a new kitchen set. We're out there, stuff was incredibly overpriced, quality was garbage. Salesperson's really pushing us, the urgency. Oh, you know, the sale ends Monday and it's 40% off. I know the game, I'm in sales. I know how furniture sales work, by the way, which is a freaking gimmick, but that's beside the point. Anyway, I told, her name was Heather. I said, Heather, thank you. You know, my wife and I are gonna chat about this. We'll get back to you. I leave, thing in the garbage, we're never going back. Cause I'm nice. Could I said, hey, what I really meant is, 
I don't believe in you. I think you're pushy. I think this is a gimmick and I think your quality is crap. But I didn't say that because I was nice. And that's what people do. So when you get that objection, if you do this the right way, which by the way, if you follow this process I just taught you, you're not going to have this issue that often. I promise you. I guarantee it. If you follow it the right way, frame it, ask questions anytime, plug and play, give the right presentation, explain the process, ask any questions so far, you following me, you won't get to the I have to think about it. If you do, here's how you handle it. If you get, I have to think about it, or I've talked to my husband or my wife, take ownership. This is the softest way to push gently. Okay. You say, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, I you follow my formula, by the way, you know, I love formulas, the slap formula. It works. It works very well. Okay. That's why my closing strategy is the car park formula. Once you learn it, what they all mean and how they string together, you can on the fly, put it together. Same thing with my objection handling formula, A R O acknowledge, reassure, overcome. So what do I do? I have to think about it. I acknowledge, Hey, Mr. Homeowner, I totally respect and understand that you have to think about it. Replacing your roof is a big decision and you want to make sure it's the right decision, which by the way, that's what they're thinking. Just tell them that. Okay. Then I want to reassure, you know, um, I understand you got to think about it. Usually uh, when folks tell me they have to think about it, it's because they didn't get the information they needed. And often that's my fault. And when I take ownership, by the way, this goes a long way because then it's on you, not them. So then you say, Hey, sometimes when people tell me they have to think about it, it's really on me. It means that I didn't give you enough information or the right information. You have questions or maybe even you have questions, but you don't know what they are yet. Is it okay if I ask you what it is that you'd like to think about? Cause that way I can leave you with the information you need to think about it the best way possible. Okay. And I make a joke of it. I take ownership. I didn't give you the information. Can I ask you what it is it that you'd like to think about? Then by the way, that was the L of overcoming. I got too excited and rolled into it. Overcoming, taking ownership and saying, what is it that you'd like to think about it? That way I can give you that information to re-encourage them to think about it. Now, after I overcome it, I am going to ask for the business again, but I don't want them to feel pushed. So remember when I talked about, by the way, I talked about this. There are salespeople who say all the right thing, but they deliver it in the wrong way. The right thing to say is, well, what is it that you have to think about? The wrong way to deliver it is by saying, well, what is it you have to think about? Cause that is pushy. When you add in the steps, everything is like a dance with transitions and, and, and strong closing. When you say it the right way and you say, Hey, I respect that you have to think about it. It's a big decision. I'm acknowledging what they're thinking. I'm telling them what they're thinking and I'm re I'm encouraging them. I'm reassuring them that, that it's normal. And then I'm taking ownership. So I'm, I'm giving them control, but yeah, they're going to tell me, you know what I had to think about. I wanted to see this, this, and this, I wanted to compare the price. I wanted to, to look at this. I was unsure about this. I wanted to look you guys up, whatever it is, then you can overcome it. And if you do sign the deal, okay, you can then ask for the business after you overcome, bring it back. If not, you set that follow-up appointment. Yes, you heard me right. Set a follow-up appointment. I've done videos on the follow-up. I have a playlist on it and I recommend you take a peek at that one, which by the way, I'm going to link to at the end of this video. So what you learned today is that the cause for the, I have to think about it or I have to talk to my husband or my wife objection is usually done by saying the right thing, but saying it the wrong way or not giving all of the information, which makes the customer not like you not trust you or feel that you're being pushy. So they ice you. So slow down, grab those seven, which I teach in the car park closing strategy and tell them exactly every single step that's going to happen, draw out those questions. And if they don't say yes, then you take ownership. Hey, people tell me this, they have to talk about their wife. Is it okay? Usually it's because I didn't give enough information. They have questions or maybe they have questions. They don't even know what to ask. 
I, I just want to leave you with the right information to think about. Can I ask you what it is that you wanted to think about or talk to your wife about? Then they're going to tell me. And then I might be able to overcome, oh, it was just that? I, for, I totally forgot that. And maybe you did. And if you didn't, maybe you just repeat it. But either way, respect them, giving them the power. All right. So here's a scoop. Knowing this, use this in your next presentation, in your next appointment, all right? And remember, this is closing from after you've done the inspection. This is presenting how you can help your homeowner, winning the business. If you want to learn my complete closing strategy using my car park formula, I'll be releasing a video and access to the program this Thursday. And inside, you're going to learn C-A-R-P-A-R-K and how it strings together. You're going to learn how to overcome the top objections before they even come up. I knock them out. I squash them at the beginning of the presentation. The deductible question for storm and the price question or objection for retail. All right? And the estimate objection for storm. The car park closing strategy is my first program with side-by-side -side content for both storm and retail to help you have a diverse skill set in your sales abilities, no matter what it is you're selling. So if you have a storm lead and it turns to retail or vice versa, or if you're just a retail company, you can follow this and it works like a charm. And in there, you're going to learn every single step that you need to take from the minute you greet your soon-to-be customer to leaving with that, leaving not only with a signed deal, but with referrals and a five-star worthy experience set up to rock and roll. It's a very simple process and it will include instant access to the entire program, all the videos, no monthly fees, side-by-side -side for storm and retail, along with some supporting um, PDFs and guides and material. But most importantly is a printout cheat sheet, the car park cheat sheet, which I've put together in a way that if you bring it into a sales appointment and the customer sees it, it doesn't matter. It's a guide for you. You're going to see how it works. There's little triggers on there to cue you what it is for you to talk on and touch on. All right. Once you do it a few times, you won't even need the thing because you'll be selling like a natural. You're going to start seeing these objections go down, your close rate go up, but most importantly, your customer satisfaction is going to go up. You're going to have more fun with your customers and as a byproduct, you're going to earn more. You're going to smash your income goal. So keep an eye on that coming Thursday, but I want to bring it back to you as we close. How we treat people and how we make them feel is what drives decisions. Remember to slow down. Explain everything. Pretend as if you're presenting to a 10-year-old every step of the process in the simplest way possible. It's not to demean your people, your soon-to-be customers. It's to help you get out of the jargon and just keep things simple, all right? And remember to take ownership, A-R-O, acknowledge, reassure, overcome any objections, especially if you have to think about or talk to my husband or wife, so you can hopefully get them to tell you what that deeper objection truly is and then let you overcome it on the spot. Listen, if you didn't close the deal, which I hope you did, and I imagine you're going to have closed a ton more by following this, but in the event that you didn't, I want you to click here and watch my playlist on acing the follow-up and I want you to subscribe to the channel. All right. You won't miss anything by clicking that subscribe button. I have new videos twice a week. They're on the podcast as well. And I send a far snapshot. That's a fast action result snapshot to your inbox, helping you implement what you learned. So here's the playlist for follow-up. Here's how to subscribe. And if you haven't already done so, click the link in the description to download a free copy of my Pitch Like a Pro video training library. We'll see you Thursday where I'm going to be announcing everything about the car park closing strategy. 
Hey, thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Roof Strategist Podcast. If you are out on a roof or driving around in your truck, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes, including links to all my products and services, or to download your free copy of my Pitch Like a Pro Roofing Sales Training Video Library. And remember, all of my content is built around one simple principle. You ask, I answer. So what would you like me to cover in an upcoming episode? Email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. That's adam at roofstrategist.com. Don't forget to subscribe and write a review for the podcast, and I'll see you next time.